The scripture is from Isaiah chapter 9, verses 2 through 7. The people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. Those who lived in the land of deep darkness, on them light has shined. You have multiplied the nation, you have increased its joy. They rejoice before you, as with joy at the harvest, as people exalt when dividing plunder. For the yoke of their burdens and the bar across their shoulders, the rod of their oppressor, you have broken as on the day of Midian. For all the boots of the tramping warriors and all the garments rolled in blood shall be burned as fuel for the fire. For a child has been born for us, a son given to us. Authority rests upon his shoulders, and he is named Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. His authority shall grow continually, and there shall be endless peace. For the throne of David and his kingdom, he will establish and uphold it with justice and with righteousness. From this time onwards and forevermore, the zeal of the Lord of hosts will do this. This is the story of faith and faithful struggle. Thanks be to God. We want to thank you, beloved congregation, for your support of our music program. It's been a difficult time for all of us trying to learn new ways of making music. Your support of all the arts in this church keeps important traditions alive. We want to especially thank our choir director, Ben Green, for an enormous amount of work putting our music together, especially during this Advent season. Our organist, Ken Gallagher, for his beautiful preludes and postludes in the church, helping us to feel that place we love each week and for accompanying our choir and band. We'd love to thank our band, our Electric Praise Band Director Alan Schulte, as well as musicians Jason Buck, Pat Trent, and Richard Lessard for all their hard work, and each of our virtual choir members, Christina Catino, Byron Champlin, Aaron Fogel, Laura Fry, Marcia Gray, Sylvia Green, Kathy Hamilton, Myrna Hanna, Dick Hart, myself, Pat Neal, Veronica Nugent, Donna Osborne, Gail Page, and Beth Spaulding. We're so grateful to each of them for their commitment during this time. This morning, we present to you the theme anthem for this worship series, that hauntingly beautiful poem that was found by an anonymous Jewish person on a cellar wall during the Holocaust. These walls found on that wall have been shared with the world, reminding us of the resilience of hope. May we never forget what can happen when evil is allowed to go unchecked. And may we always use our music, our art, and our poetry, even our simple acts of kindness, as inspiration to create goodness, not evil, in this world. Let's listen now.
as our virtual choir and our talented musicians under the director's leadership of Ben Green perform I Believe Even When by Mark Miller. second reading comes from John 1 verses 1 through 18. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things came into being through him, and without him not one thing came into being. What has come into the being in him was life, and the life was the light of all people. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not overcome it. There was a man sent from God, 
His name was John. He came as a witness to testify to the light so that all might believe through him. He himself was not the light, but he came to testify to the light. The true light, which enlightens everyone, was coming into the world. He was in the world, and the world came into being through him. Yet the world did not know him. He came to what was his own, and his own people did not accept him. But to all who received him, who believed in his name, he gave power to become children of God, who were born not of blood, or of the will of flesh, or of the will of man, but of God. And the word became flesh, and lived among us, and we have seen his glory, the glory as a father's only son, full of grace and truth. John testified to him and cried out, This was he of whom I said, He who comes after me ranks ahead of me because he was before me. From his fullness we have all received grace upon grace. The law indeed was given through Moses. Grace and truth came through the Jesus Christ. No one has ever seen God. It is God the only Son, who's close to the Father's heart, who has made him known. This is a story of faith and faithful struggles. Thanks, Thanks be, be to, to God. God. Let us be in a spirit of prayer. Gracious and loving God, may the words of my mouth and the meditations of each one of our hearts be acceptable to you, our rock and our redeemer. And may we, like Samuel, cry out and say, Speak, Lord, for we are listening. Amen. The theme this week is I Believe in the Light illuminating peace and the buck and cone family have just read to us from isaiah and from john on this week of peace we encounter a prophecy from isaiah that lays out the qualities of a just and righteous ruler the authority that rests upon the shoulders of good rulers is dependent upon the endless or substantive peace that they can provide for their people, where the weak are protected from the strong who may perpetuate violence against them and lord privilege over them. There is much debate about what child Isaiah is describing. Is this a descendant of David already born or yet to be born? Or are these attributes referring to God? The description is in keeping with other instances in Hebrew texts that describe a peace that is not a false one in which some are muzzled in order to keep the peace. Of course, there is no doubt in the gospel writer John's mind that Jesus is the fulfillment of this child come to bring peace. Jesus the Word was in the beginning with God and present throughout human history. John's Gospel is written later than all the rest and is meant to inspire people to faith. 
to see the Jesus story as the origin story from the beginning of time. And so it is logical that Jesus would be described as light, the first act of creation. This light then becomes flesh and makes a home among us, gifting humankind with a well-lit room in that house and a clear vision of the pathways to enlarging the peace, enlarging the houses of God that we create to all people. Like John the Baptist, we, you and I, are to testify to the light, the light that is Jesus, and in the way that light shines now in others. Peace is light, isn't it? Where have you witnessed the light of peace? Perhaps in a calm field on a sunny day full of flowers or blanketed in snow, perhaps on a calm lake that you can see all the way across. The opposite of peace seems to be storminess and darkness, both in nature and in our minds and relationships. There is a difficulty with the use of light and dark in a racist society such as ours, as I mentioned in week one of our series. When light means good and dark means bad, it is too easy to apply those characteristics to skin tone. This does not mean that we cannot use this ages-old metaphor, but that we take this moment to become more aware of how unexamined language use can further divide us, blackmail, blacklist, black mark, black death, etc. This is one of the reasons why we are going to see an African-American spiritual as the carol of resistance on this week, and why this service will focus the documentary choice on a singing group that lifts up the history of slavery of African people and speaks powerfully about the singing traditions that sustain them and continues to be an important part of the struggle for justice and the end of oppression. The amazing work of this musical ensemble called Sweet Honey in the Rock has been seen in small performances at many places, including an outdoor band shell in New York City. Their music is deeply moving, but their commentary about the music and their passion for justice is a huge blessing. For decades, they have brought this combination of artistry and education to places all over the world. You'll get a taste of this in the documentary if you watch it. So here's a description of the film from director Stanley Nelson. Emerging from the strong tradition of freedom singers, Sweet Honey in the Rock is a group that's as soulfully rich as it is provocative. Using song to stand in unison, Five African-American women sing solely a cappella, along with a sign language translator. Their music evokes stories from the past, encourages introspection in the present, and inspires progress for the future. Since it was founded in 1973, over 20 different women have contributed to the Grammy Award-winning group's distinct sound which embraces semblances of gospel and blues and hip-hop, all with a political tone. The film features a trove of concert and rehearsal footage as it follows the group on their 30th anniversary tour. A reviewer says this, Founder Bernice Johnson Reagan, 
leads group members in sharing sometimes funny, sometimes poignant anecdotes. Inspired by her experience with the SNCC Freedom Singers during the Civil Rights Movement, Reagan organized an ensemble dedicated to music that would expose injustice, relate history, uplift spirits, and celebrate love. Let's watch the trailer. Uh, you know, when we uh, came into town, I noticed that there were children jumping up and down on the trampoline, and I saw people holding hands and walking the streets and just experiencing this beautiful, beautiful place. And I realized, you know, everywhere we go in the world, most people want the same thing. Is it pay, peace, love, peace? Standing for freedom, freedom till he comes. 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 Sing with them, come on. There's restoration. 
Wasn't that YouTube video a wonderful introduction to Sweet Honey in the Rock? When they sang, Let There Be Peace, you saw that they encouraged the audience to sing along, saying, you have to keep singing after we're gone. We all have to keep working after, after things are gone, after that group is done singing, after Jesus has left. We continue that work. Indeed, the power of song handed down by generations of African descendants is the lasting effect of its messages of liberation, which unfortunately are as desperately needed today as ever. Our Christian heritage is handed down through the generations. This great story we tell over and over each year teaches us new truths every time. The power of this story is in the peace and reconciliation that happens between individuals, between people, within us, and between us and God. That peace counteracts the destructive, warring tendencies we see repeating themselves as if by habit. And so we tell the story again and again. The story of God's love come down at Christmas time. We keep singing even after others have gone. Thanks be to God for this indescribable gift. Amen.